Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Trust you've had a fantastic weekend as we begin the brand new work week, today being Monday, the 22nd of January, 2024. Already in the second half of the first month of 2024. Jeez, it goes very, very quickly. So I trust you've had a fantastic week uh, just gone and I've had time to rest, recuperate, re-energize and get ready to reload into this week. And hopefully there's some opportunities that you can take full advantage of as we begin I guess, the descent into the back end of January. So if you're a brand new listener, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for finding me on the various platforms. I trust that what I talk about today is going to be of value to you on your quest to help your team become exceptional and in the process, you become an exceptional sales leader. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you coming back and I greatly appreciate the feedback and I trust that I continue to add value to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader as well. So let's get into it. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, lessons that come from, for all, for want of a better term, border collies. Now, if you're an avid listener of the the podcast and if you've seen posts on LinkedIn, you probably realize that I've spoken about my border collie, Millie, quite a bit. Um, Absolutely obsessed with her. She's about, uh, well, nearly two. She's going to turn two in March. And uh, in observing her and lots of other Border Collies over the last 18 months in particular, I've realized that there is a lot that these dogs can teach us, particularly as sales leaders, in how we go about our day-to-day activities, how we go about, I guess, managing a team, leading a team, and creating an environment where a team can be successful. And when you look at it, I just came off a, a, a workshop last week with a group, a fantastic group, and one of the key topics we spoke about was the benefits of teamwork and learning from Mother Nature. And in this case, learning from geese. Uh, So there's lots and lots of lessons that we can learn from Mother Nature and animals in particular that we can apply in our day-to-day activities and certainly in leadership that can help us become better at the craft we are creating. So I wanted to talk about 10 key lessons and uh, hopefully these resonate with you and hopefully uh, some of them you're already putting in place, putting into practice and if not, some food for thought. Uh, And as I go through each of these, just think about where you sit on each of these and how you might be able to just dial up a little bit, maybe improve a couple of percentage points. And when you do that, what will happen to your ability to create that environment that underpins, hopefully, what is going to be some fantastic growth for your team in 2024. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. First one is communication. What do we learn from Border Collies in relation to communication? Well, there is a reason Border Collies are considered one of the most intelligent dog breeds in the world. They excel in understanding and responding to very clear commands. Now, with <laughs> there's always exceptions to the rule. And uh, yes, I do know some Border Collies that are perhaps a little bit aloof and don't necessarily uh, respond to all the clear commands. But if we teach them well, they are very, very clear communicators. And how clear are we when it comes to communicating our message? Now, sometimes we can assume that our communication is spot on and our communication is clear and concise. But how do we check that? We've got to verify that. One of the things that I've noticed with uh, with my dog Millie, she's got the uh, she's a blue merle border collie with those piercing blue eyes, and I didn't realise until I got her that 
Border Collies in particular have a thing called the Collie Eye, and that is they communicate very, very strongly through their eyes. And she will have uh, a piercing gaze. And now it's not a it's not a stare per se. And I certainly don't suggest you do this when you're communicating with your people or communicating with customers. But using uh, eye contact ethically is a great way to increase influence. And the way that Millie re- responds and talks to me is through her eye contact. And I can tell based on, uh, now you might be thinking this is a bit weird, I can tell what she's thinking and what she's asking me, but once you get to know a person, once you get to know a dog, um, you can tell what they're actually asking you for based on the communication. And so the communication is very, very clear. She responds very quickly, but also has that very, very ethical eye contact. The second part, the second lesson is adaptability. Border Collies demonstrate an amazing level of behavioral flexibility, especially when they're confronted with various terrains and situations. Now, the key, key lesson here is, as a sales leader, how adaptable are we? Can we adjust our strategies and our tactics to meet the evolving challenges? So when we're met with obstacles, when we're met with things that we didn't expect, how well can we change our behavior? How well can we pivot and adjust? So I always talk about this to sales leaders all the time, that the person who can demonstrate the highest level of behavioral flexibility, for, most, for the most part, will be able to control that particular situation and stack the odds in their favor. So we've got to have a level of adaptability. Just the one way is not always going to be the way to get the outcome. We've got to have some behavioral flexibility. The third lesson is all about collaboration. Now, Border Collies in particular, these these are herding dogs. They're working dogs. So they work seamlessly in herding situations. So not only do they communicate really well with each other, but if they're on their own, they also communicate very well with their owner. And they do leverage strong teamwork. Very much a herding dog. Now, I notice this when Millie chases rabbits in her backyard. She doesn't actually chase rabbits to catch them. She chases rabbits to herd them. And she does exactly the same thing with our chickens. She'll she'll run around and she'll actually move them in the direction that she wants them to go in without actually attacking them or getting too close to them. So from a collaboration point of view, how well do we as a sales leader encourage collaboration amongst our sales teams in order to deliver exceptional outcomes? Are we talking to people outside of our normal sphere of influence? Are we looking outside the square? And the people who are in our normal core working groups, are we actually building great relationships with them and looking for ways to collaborate to drive uh, mutual beneficial outcomes? That is for the greater good. The fourth lesson is all about work ethic. Now, border collies seem to have boundless levels of energy. Now, most days, and this morning was no exception, I'll take Millie for a seven and a half kilometer walk around the area that we live, and it's a big loop. And even when she gets back, seven and a half Ks, I'm just about poot and done. She will come back and she'll still want to run. She is relentless, uh, just boundless, boundless energy. So as a sales leader, when you think about what you're doing, what's your work ethic like and what sort of work ethic have we set in the team? Uh, Are we relentless in our work ethic? Are we relentless in the application of key principles? Do we push beyond our comfort zone? Do we continue to go when we're tired? Because in Millie's case, even though she may be tired after seven and a half kilometers, she'll still want to run around. And uh, whether it's chasing a gumboot, uh, grabbing a ball or doing something, she still wants to continue to work. So it's just born into them that they've got this fantastic work ethic. So we can learn something really, really special from the Border Collie from that perspective. Principle number five is problem solving. Border Collies display intelligence and critical thinking in solving problems. Now, well, it'd be great if you could tap in to actually understand what they're, how they do it, but um, 
by by their collaboration, by how they work together and their work ethic, you can see that they actually do things that are different to actually solve pretty complex problems. So as sales leaders, the, the thing I take from this is, do we demonstrate levels of emotional intelligence and critical thinking when we are faced with challenges or are we looking at things very literally and thinking that there's only one potential answer? So when it comes to problem solving, think about all the different possible combinations and permutations that might actually lead to a, uh, a problem being clearly defined, but then start thinking about what are the different solutions we can put in place in order to solve those. So it has to we have to have a level of critical thinking. And from an emotional intelligence point of view, that's the ability to um, socially be socially aware and think about what's actually going on compared to what you observe that is going on. Principle number six is empathy. Border Collies form strong relationships with their owner and with their peers, and they constantly look for opportunities and ways to serve. So one of the examples here is I've spent pretty much the majority of the time with Millie from the time that she was a pup. Uh, including sleeping in the same area so that uh, in her formative formative months when puppies tend to be uh, in some cases suffering from a little bit of separation anxiety uh, but also getting used to unfamiliar surroundings uh, I was there and I was the one that created the I guess the strongest bond with her to the point where if I'm out and I come back uh, she's the first person I that I that she goes to whenever I whenever I come home. So whenever the door is open and she comes in, she goes to me first. So she actually has built very very strong relationships. Not to say she doesn't have relationships with my wife and my kids, which she does, but she seems to have the strongest bond with me. So from a sales leadership point of view, how well are we connected to our team? And I always talk about this, particularly in a in a case of building trust, is we've got to build uh, genuine care and genuine intimacy with our team. And that is learning a lot about our team and getting to know them as people and genuinely caring about them as people. How do we serve them? Looking for opportunities to serve. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I talk all the time about this concept of servant leadership. And servant leadership, when you've got a really strong connection, will create a fantastic foundation for sensational growth and exceptional results because you're going to have people that will be doing anything they possibly can to try and serve you because you're serving them first. So how would you describe your bonds that you've created with your team? Do you genuinely care about them and do you go out of your way to continue to build those relationships? So empathy is the key number six principle. Number seven is patience. Border Collies are incredibly patient, but also they are incredibly persistent. Just go back to what I was talking about in relation to the Collie eye. Um, Millie, if she wants to, she can outstare me, but uh, tends to, I tend to break eye contact and I'll go and have a conversation with her so we start to communicate. Um, but they're very, very persistent and very, very patient, especially when it comes to hurting. So from our team's point of view and our leadership point of view, are we patient with our team? Are we patient and are we persistent in the pursuit of excellence? That means, particularly when we're making mistakes or when we see our teams making mistakes, are we demonstrating a level of patience Knowing that is all part of the journey, it's all part of the learning curve that in the pursuit of excellence, we're going to find some things that don't work, but they're going to be pieces of feedback to learn how do we actually improve and how do we actually move towards and in pursuit of that level of excellence. Uh, number eight, principle number eight is decision making. Border Collies make split second decisions and they back themselves. Now, the question here is as sales leaders, do we do the same? There are a lot of sales leaders that I deal with who spend an inordinate amount of time trying to consider all the different pieces of information 
from which to make a decision. And all the while, the opportunity in many cases has passed. So we've got to be very, very quick in terms of our decision making and back ourselves, which means that, you know what, sometimes we're going to get it wrong, but we're going to learn that, okay, if we get it wrong, that was just something that didn't work. It's a piece of feedback. And as long as we don't repeat the same mistake, we're going to continue to move forward. So one of the best ways to do that is to make quick decisions. And I talked about this in another post, another podcast not long ago, that very, very successful people tend to make quick decisions and they will change their minds slowly. Average people or not as successful people tend to make very slow decisions and they tend to change their mind very quickly. So take the leaf out of the Border Collies book and make quick decisions and split second decisions and back yourself. Does it mean you're always going to get it right? No, but it's actually moving forward anyway. So do that as a sales letter and just watch what happens. Principle number nine is continuous learning. Border Collies thrive on mental stimulation and constant learning. They are, so their brains are so, uh, they go at hyperspeed. So they're always wanting to be stimulated. So uh, if I look out the backyard right now, there's a lot of different toys and Millie had a lot of other toys given to her over Christmas time. So she's always looking for things to play with and she's always looking for puzzles to solve. So always keeping uh, her mind stimulated and giving her opportunities to continue continuing to learn. So as sales leaders, we must also continue to learn. We must also continue to develop and we must also continue to evolve as this will set a powerful, powerful example for the team. And I talk a lot about the fact that um, the law of the lid exists, which was coined first by a guy called John Maxwell. Um, If we are not learning, if we are not evolving, if we're not challenging ourselves and pushing the boundaries, then we are setting a limit upon our team because they will not go beyond us. And this applies to learning. It also applies to application and it certainly applies to things like mindset and attitude. So continuously learn. So right now, for example, the last, well, the last four weeks, I reckon I've bought um, another 10, 15, probably 20 new books that I'm starting to power through. Um, A lot of them come from uh, people I've been interviewing on the podcast, which is fantastic, buying their books and getting getting into it. Uh, But also knowing that 2023, I probably didn't read as much as I wanted to in reflection. So I need need to up the ante. I need to actually increase and exponentially increase my approach to learning so that um, I can set the example for the people that uh, are in my world as well. So continuous learning, uh, set a powerful example and continue to learn, continue to set new benchmarks. And the final principle, principle number 10, is all about trust. Building trust between a border collie and its owner is absolutely critical. So it is with sales leadership uh, and trust underpins exceptional performance. And we've spoken a lot about trust over the journey in this particular podcast, but just as a, as a reminder, trust has three core pillars, which comes from David Meister, which forms a thing called the trust equation. First and foremost, we need to have credibility. Secondly, we need to be reliable. And thirdly, we need to have a level of intimacy or genuine care for our people. But in that process, because it's an equation, we also need to make sure that we are completely aware of the fact that uh, self-interest or self-orientation will actually diminish trust more than anything else. So building trust is absolutely critical to us as sales leaders as it is between the Border Collie and its owner. So there are just 10 lessons that I was reflecting uh, actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, watching Millie do her thing, but also watching a lot of other Border Collies over the last uh, 18 months or so. So I thought I'd write that and put it on a post in LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago as well. So if you saw that and liked it, uh, greatly appreciate it. If you haven't, just check out uh, LinkedIn. So you read that particular article 
You'll also see a photo on LinkedIn of my beautiful young Millie um, looking very, very happy in the back of the car. So as we kick off this brand new week, I want you to think about uh, for all of those 10 principles, where do you sit as a sales leader? There'll be certain principles that you'll be very, very innately strong at. There'll be others that perhaps you need to do a little bit of work on. So as a sales leader, one of the best things to do is self-reflect first and foremost, but also get some feedback from your team in relation to these and see, okay, how are we... How are we tracking against this? How are we in terms of our work ethic? How well are we collaborating? Because it may just give you some information that might be the, the catalyst to make some small changes that will lead to some exponential results in your in your world. So I trust that message hits you just at the right time and is of value to you in your and your team in your quest to move towards becoming exceptional. So I greatly appreciate you plugging in to the podcast. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.